Time once again for the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. And we always like to give you some breaking news as it relates to either team or recruiting coverage. This time around, we're focusing on the recruiting side of things and joining me to do that. The publisher of BamaOnline.com, longtime recruiting analyst, as good as you're going to find in recruiting circles. That, of course, being Tim Watts. Tim, big news on the quarterback front for the Alabama Crimson Tide, but it is a prospect a little bit further down the road that announces that he intends to be a part of the Alabama recruiting class. Yeah, you know, we've been so focused on this 2020 group that Alabama's put together, and it's a great group, top three in the country, and I think you could definitely make an argument for a chance for it to push to number one. The 2021 group, you've seen a lot of people trending Alabama's way, but, you know, today, tonight, they get Drake May, who personally is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the entire 2021 class, and when you look at this guy, he's a big kid. He's not really a runner but he can run. And, you know, I think a lot of people are getting confused with that right now. This guy's a pocket quarterback, just like the Thompson uh, quarterback Alabama signed last year with Talia, uh, obviously to his brother, but he could run. Now I watched him every game of his senior year, basically. He didn't run a lot, but when he run, ran, he showed you he could run. I think this guy's the same way. Drake comes from North Carolina, really athletic family. His dad was a three-sport star and played at North Carolina was a quarterback. His brother, for all you basketball guys will remember, Luke was on the North Carolina basketball team. So just a really athletic family. And Drake, you know, he's a he's a good basketball player. I was reading some stuff on him this afternoon and saw where he was getting interest from uh, several basketball colleges who were watching him. And that's that's pretty good deal for a guy just going into his junior year. But kid's got a cannon. He's really, really mature in the interviews I saw with him. And, you know, everything I've heard about him has been good things. Yeah, Drake May, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings, the number seven pro-style quarterback. But again, Tim, from what you've seen, what you've heard about Drake May, this isn't a statuesque sort of Redwood-like quarterback from the pocket. And his his genetics, his, his DNA would certainly suggest, as you just did, that uh, athleticism not short uh, on, on that side of things either for Drake May. Now, you know, we, we talk about uh, a lot of times the the individuals responsible for recruiting these guys. Who were the key players, Tim, from the Alabama standpoint as far as assistant coaches? Nick Saban, obviously, always the, the, the determining factor in these things. But who were, who were leading the charge? Who have led the charge on you know, Drake I think May that, on the recruiting trail. You know, I think when anytime when you got to deal with a quarterback at Alabama, you're usually dealing with the offensive coordinator. In this case, it's Steve Sarkeesian. And Sarkeesian, from his first time at Alabama through this time, he's very hands-on with the, with the quarterbacks, builds a good relationship. Also, Charles Kelly, who I think had a bond with his dad or had some kind of family connection, was the primary recruiter in his area who did a terrific job as well. Um, and you know, the thing, this Alabama staff, I don't think it gets enough credit. I think it will down the road, but this staff really works well together. You can see, you know, even the guys that work in the office lending a hand and you can see assistant coaches helping other assistant coaches. And while that's kind of normal, you got to remember they replaced a lot of coaches. So for them to gel together so quick. And when we talk to kids and we, you know, we talk to kids who talk to three, four or five coaches, position, area, coordinator, 
head coach. I mean, that's a huge thing, not to mention the recruiting coordinator and, you know, you know, the both of South and Sari's sons, Tino and Vinny, are are at Alabama now. We're just seeing a lot of team effort with this kind of stuff. But definitely Sarkeesian's helped. He's got a really good reputation with quarterbacks. Um, and I think, you know, I think he was a big factor on this one. So let's kind of lay it out there for the quarterback position because so much of the focus has been, obviously, on this most recent cycle for 2020. Um Kind of rare, isn't it, that you you get a guy for down the road before you get a guy for the next uh, recruiting class? But uh, where does Alabama sort of sit in that situation right now, Tim, at the position? You know, Alabama took two quarterbacks last year, and I think they, you know, Alabama recruits and evaluates far enough ahead. I think they knew this was not going to be a fantastic year with quarterbacks. I think it is is a good year. It's a solid year, but it's not one of those fantastic years where you where you've got four, three, four, five guys that you feel that can come in right away. Obviously, Bryce Young's a huge name, a um, lot of fire, a lot of smoke around his recruitment as far as he's him possibly flipping to Alabama, committed to USC. And you know that, you know, it's it's on record as, you know, they're going to take a wait and see approach what happens with Helton at USC. Talk to, you know, sources close to the USC program, and, and they're expecting Helton to win and win big this year. So there's a lot of pressure. So if they stumble out of the gate – I think it helps Bryce Young. I know the family really likes Nick Saban, uh, Sarkeesian. There's a lot of respect there for what they want to do going down the road and playing in the NFL, and they've seen what's happened with Tua. So he's that top priority in 2020 if they can get him to flip. I'll tell you a guy, I think it's probably a long shot, but I still think Christian Story, he's going to commit tomorrow, and I still think this guy is going to get a look at quarterback possibly if that situation arises. I know Alabama's mentioned it to him. Texas A&M's almost uh, also involved, and I, I feel like that's Alabama's to lose right now. Um, Christian from Lynette High School in Alabama is a big-time athlete, so I see that athleticism when they're looking at him at wide receiver, defensive back, possibly even a linebacker position. But this isn't an athlete. This isn't like watching Freddie Millens in high school play, you know, run the wing tee in Mississippi. This is a kid who can drop back and throw the ball, who can move in the pocket, and uh, he, he's got some quarterback ability. So, you know, worst case, you know, worst comes to worst, he could get a look there. Um, but also this, you know, getting Drake May to me was huge. And we didn't talk about that earlier, but that's what I was going to say is while Drake doesn't have a lot of rushing yards, he's one of those guys that's got that fancy footwork in the pocket. Head's always up, great feel for the game. Story's a little bit that way, although he's quicker to, you know, tuck it and run and get up the field. But um Alabama's in a pretty good situation, especially locking around down a 2021 kid. Yeah, Drake May, I'm having to try to think about the last time Alabama went to North Carolina to get a quarterback, and I'm thinking it may have been Jeff Dunn back in the sort of mid to late 80s. I remember uh, they recruited Greg Paulus' brother, Mike, Uh and do you remember that? Mike went to North, ended yep. up staying at home at North Carolina. Greg was a big time basketball football player uh, from New Jersey, I think, actually. So he ended up going to play basketball at Duke. But I remember them recruiting that. But yeah, landing one, that's a different story. And not only are they landing one, I mean, this is a guy to me that's going to be on the table and have a chance to move in that five star range when all said and done. Six foot four, multi sport athlete, very mature from his age, comes from a mature family that knows what it takes to get it done knows what hard work is. I think he's got a lot, lot working for him. 
Yeah, and you look at the competition in situations like this, too, especially for a guy still two years out, and the offer list, Tim, looks pretty impressive. Yeah, when you start out, when you're going into your junior year and your first three on your 24-7 sports offer list is Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson, you're living good. You know, you're doing something right. That's three schools every year that are in the top five in recruiting, top five in the country in the polls and uh, recruited a very high level. So this kid, when he started out, you know, and I think he just sort of came on really quick too. I don't think this has been a long, this isn't a guy we've known about as an eighth grader, like we're seeing so much of, this is a guy, you know, and I talked to, you know, I talked to a person I really uh, respect in North Carolina who said, this is the best North Carolina quarterback to come along since Chris Leak. And you remember Chris was like a you know, he was a living legend, you know, back in the day and, had put up good numbers at Florida. So definitely comes with a pedigree. There's a lot of – everybody talks about checking boxes. I really can't think of a box he doesn't check. You know, maybe the biggest concern is he's only six foot four. His daddy's like, you know, six seven, I think. His brother's six seven. They're all six seven. Yeah. So this guy might grow, you know, grow into a center before it's all said and done. Yeah, the Leak brothers also from the Charlotte area, Chris and CJ. Um mm-hmm. Back in the day, those were some big timers, as only old farts like myself and Tim <laughs> Watts can so readily right. recall at our advanced ages now, Tim. Hey, uh, Tim, what about story, though, kind of circling back there? Um, you outlined it, expected to make an announcement on Thursday, and who are the, 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 the teams most prominently involved there? I know Texas Ag, Texas A&M Aggies have really pushed the hardest, along with Alabama, obviously. Uh, he committed earlier in the process, decided to, to back off that commitment and look at look at other schools. I think Alabama's been in the lead the whole time. Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher, I think they're an attractive school. I mean, obviously, he's a guy that's had some success with quarterbacks, too, and I think that's uh, that's played into the factor. But, you know, as far as I know, it's the Aggies and Alabama. I feel like Alabama's in a pretty good spot We've seen some weird stories this year. We've seen guys like DeZalen Worsham, who's you know pretty much a diehard Alabama fan, fan decommit. He was supposed to commit to Miami, and he's still he's still out there looking around. And I know he's reached out to Alabama and uh, is is still interested in Alabama. So I'm looking at a lot of storylines this year. But I think you know the the betting man would put their money on Alabama on story. So is Worsham not to get off the quarterbacks here in in the in the pending announcement of, of story, but is, is it still a possibility with worship? Uh, you know, I don't uh, know where that stands. It happened so quick. I mean, the, the kid has been committed to, for, to Alabama for a while, loves Alabama, has been there a million times, goes on a trip to Miami. You know how it is when you haven't been many places. Now, he's been a few places. He's been to Tennessee and some other places. He goes to my, down to Miami. That's a little bit of a different world, you know, than, than Tuscaloosa. So, uh, definitely got the full court press. Definitely, I think, got in his head a little bit. I'm not sure Alabama's numbers are awfully tight right now as far as if you're an Alabama coach or an Alabama fan, you're really happy with where you sit because there's no way around this fact. Alabama is going to turn down good players in this class, really good players in this class. They have they have more good players that want to be part of this class than they do spots. So it's coming down to that, you know, that situation where these guys have might have make, you know, they they've got to make decisions. And there's only so many, you know, as you know as I do, there's only so many linebackers you can take. And Alabama's filling up. There's only so many positions you can take. 
players you can take at each position. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with Worsham. I was told by someone closer to Hewitt Trustful Program that he has expressed interest in going back and visiting Alabama again. And he's been he's been down there, you know, he's been down there more than Paul Bear Bryant Jr., I think. I mean, his <laughs> Pierce Quick is yeah. on campus. He, you know, Pierce Quick was a staple at the University of Alabama every weekend. And, you know, DeZalen's been down there a million times. So I think that's, you know, that ball's still in the air. So a lot of, lot of stuff happening. You know, it's hard to – Hard to say a lot of concrete because, you know, at the end of the day, this is these are Nick Saban's decisions. And Nick Saban holds his own counsel, which I certainly appreciate. Before we wrap up with Tim Watts on the Built by Bama online podcast, which you can access at your favorite podcast outlet pretty much anywhere. And we would certainly love for you to subscribe to the Built by Bama online podcast. Leave us a review while you're there as well, if you don't mind. Drake May. Uh, Tim, did he, has he camped at Alabama? Did he throw for the staff? Yeah, he was, he's been on that. He's been to Alabama's, uh, place twice. Um, uh, I know him and the kid from Texas, Jalen Milrow were the two uh-huh. top, probably the two top targets. And that, you know, that's an interesting segment. I'm glad you asked me about that because Jalen Milrow from Texas, another top 100 kid, he's been pretty close to committing too with Alabama in the lead. Now what that does here, I don't know. Could it be a situation where, Alabama doesn't expect to take a quarterback in 2020, so they're going to double up in 19, double up in 21, which would make sense. Um, so that you know that brings up that brings up another you know another good point there about those kids having to make those quick decisions. But both those guys were top two on the board, and you know as well as anybody that you know that bird in your hand that's what you want. Yeah, you're not going to turn down a talent uh, like those guys when you when you have them uh, that highly rated on your quarterback board now Kristen story remember coming up on thursday so you're going to want to keep it locked on bamaonline.com tim watts hank south the rest of the crew there with us at bamaonline.com just outstanding work as always anything else we need to touch on tim before we wrap this up again huge news on wednesday night as uh drake may uh, one of the very best quarterback prospects for the class of 2021 makes his intentions known in favor of the Alabama Crimson Tide. No, I think, you know, I think we're going to see Alabama was on a break. There was a lot of, you know, I think I love about recruiting is the, the lulls and the pushes as a fan, you can see him go almost crazy because you'll see that camp, you know, Alabama's having camp and camp is so important to the recruits and they're getting offers and they're committing or they're coming close to commitment or they're giving silent commitments. And then Alabama goes on that break this year, a little bit extended uh, because they hit that hard dead period. So you had the Alabama staff. So things have been a little bit quieter. Fans have been a little bit restless. And I think you're about to see that, that, that everything pick back up because you got football beginning. You had SEC media days, Nick Saban speaking today. And um, you're going to see these kids starting to pop off a little quick. And it wouldn't surprise me that 2021 class, if it starts rapid firing, um, getting some pretty good players in that group as well. Yeah. As for the immediate future moving forward uh, from the Drake May commitment on Wednesday, again, Christian Story set to make his announcement on Thursday. Always great stuff, Tim. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, man. There he goes. Tim Watts, publisher, BamaOnline.com, telling you everything you need to know about the commitment of Drake May, 2021 quarterback. Also, the potential for some more news in the next 24 hours or so 
from the recruiting perspective. That's it for this edition of the Built by Bama Online podcast. Again, keep it locked to BOL for continuing coverage of the Crimson Tide.